fired up. Fourth down and goal from the nine. 17 seconds to go. The play clock at three. Shotgun snap. Car throws nice. into traffic. Nice. Intercepted. Nice. Nice. Jermaine Pratt Woo! has the football. Yeah. Coffin now. Bam, bam, bam. How about that? It ends on a turnover. Joe Burrow takes the snap. He takes a knee. And after 31 years, yeah. the drought is over. It is no fluke. It is a fact. The Cincinnati Bengals are headed to Super Bowl 56. Welcome back. We still need to work on that. I yeah, it doesn't I don't it, there's no there's no it's like not ease, there's no ease in it needs uh, to fade out it just like then... just it just is what it is <laughs> and we know. should probably we should probably come up with a new new uh track Intro. for that one too yeah yeah we're might be a little bit behind we're where's the best producer in cincinnati i mean i feel like it's been what about a, about a month of mia for you guys what missing each other i mean with ed being absent tonight for however long he'll be absent well no we were all together last week yeah, but i mean like we've, we've and then a couple of weeks before that you you were mia i was here just not you were just not here, here. <laughs> <laughs> it is what it is well welcome back to part of the punctuation i am aaron smith joined as always by jeff howell and uh, the the self proclaimed best producer is is MIA. He had a soccer soccer meeting, soccer club is, meeting, is, something is, or another. Is he, I think. is he the head coach? I, I think FCC is going to announce him as the head coach tomorrow. <laughs> no, so I, we, we're probably going to lose him. I, just, <laughs> I mean, is he the head coach of his son's soccer team? Oh, guy, you're not guy, making a funny. No. I, I, I was. I thought you were making a funny. No, because FC still hasn't won anything. No, I wasn't making that joke because FCC is is they are what they are. And we don't we don't talk about them here, but they have not won anything. All I see is my timeline now filled up with people complaining about FC Cincinnati, and it wasn't it wasn't too long ago when they were uh, beating the drum that they were going to be you know the new hotness. So weird. Strange. Got that, got Welcome that, to professional sports in Cincinnati. Got that big, pretty new stadium and moved out of Nippert, where currently everyone wins. Yeah. And, ooh. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know anybody on the team other than the one guy named Brenner, and apparently he hasn't been. Uh, uh, Michael Boston gets really mad about the fact that he. He's not like in the the starting lineup, or I don't even know if he plays. But I think he's like their big money guy, maybe. Sure. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. It, you could tell me anything about FCC right now, and I would say like, the yeah, same right. Thing. That's it. Sure. Way to go. Okay. Maybe move it, and we'll uh, we'll move it on. <laughs> wait three three hundred sixty-five days or so to talk about him again. <laughs> so, uh. I guess we could start at spring practices underway for your Cincinnati Bearcats. Yeah, how was that? I was there. Were you there uh, for more than one day? 
I was only there for Saturday, um, but I did talk with Chad yesterday about practice. Um, haven't heard. I don't even know if they practiced today or or how that went. I'm assuming they didn't because we just recorded the nightcap and we didn't talk about spring practice. So, um, in any case, uh, spring practice was good. So, any what, surprises? Well, I was going to say, what questions did you have going into spring practice that I can maybe answer for you before giving you well, like my estimation I think, of I, how it went? I, I think the uh, I think the the question that everybody is asking is, what did the uh, the little quarterback situation look like? So, uh, I've, I've talked about this a couple times now between the BBP and Nightcap, mm-hmm. so I do apologize for anybody who's catching this for now the third time. But quarterbacks were throwing a lot of short and intermediate routes as it was the very first practice. Uh, They were not airing it out early on. Um, And they looked, I don't want to say necessarily rusty, uh, but it looked like it just took them a bit to get in their groove. Mm -hmm. The first couple that um, both of them aired out sailed on the receivers. Um, I think Ben... Bryant may have been putting a little, little too much mustard on his his short and intermediate passes <laughs> for day one because he was picked off uh, by Leroy Bowers and it came hitting a guy right in the numbers. I'm not I don't recall who he hit, uh, but it was just he had a couple times where it would just pop out of hands or yeah, I mean his his throws are spot on except for the deep balls um, and they were hitting guys and whether the hands, the numbers, whatever, and just they, they couldn't couldn't get it. Little Brett Favre action on them? Uh, just a little, little too much zip there for day one of, of spring ball. Um, but after that, uh, both guys settled down, and both guys were able to connect on some deep passes. Uh, as for yesterday's practice, Chad was there to witness, uh, and from all estimation from what Chad said, um, Ben Bryant looked fantastic. Uh, looked like a dude. And that's not to say that um, Prater was, was bad. He said Prater was good. Ben Bryant was electric. I think was the, the word he used to describe Um, hitting guys, uh, you know, not even just like, you know, the deep ball to, uh, to open up the season from Des to Scott uh, for that, like giant touchdown in the very beginning of the season. It was awesome. So, um, Bryant had a 50-yard pass as well in this practice yesterday, but he hit his in a window. There was still a safety over top. There was still a corner dragging, and so it wasn't just a guy wide open downfield. It was like he actually hit a guy in stride in a window and was able to connect there. So um, you like to see competition. You like to see these guys pushing each other. Who knows? I mean, we've seen Evan Prater have outstanding days as well. So who knows if this is the regular Ben Bryant we're going to grow accustomed to, or if he just had an outstanding day and who knows if that doesn't push Evan Prater to have one of those days of his own. So I think we're going to continue to see these guys pushing each other through practice uh, until really day one. Yeah. You don't anticipate that the fickle will name uh, a starter until probably right up, right up at uh game time for was Arkansas. So you're playing a top 25 team from the SEC in Arkansas. 
why would you show your hand any earlier no, I, than you I had agree. to? I agree. I, I think it's silly to show your well, hand. And the thing that you know that they have going for them there is you have two entirely different quarterbacks mm-hmm. that you're going to force a game plan for. Well, right? and I, th- I think that's the thing too is. I know we're looking like way down the line here. Absolutely. But, uh, but I, I think that's the thing too, that just because that's what you do, whatever you do for game one, I don't think that necessarily has to be what you do for the rest of the season. So say by your estimation, uh, Ben Bryant wins the, the, the job. Why wouldn't you make them scheme for two different quarterbacks and have several different packages for a drive, two drives, three drives, for Evan to come in, change pace, and keep Arkansas on their heels. And for that matter, any team throughout the season. Correct. I think the – yeah, we talked about it. It was probably last week because that was the last time that we were yeah. actually all uh, – it it would seem to me to be easier. I know we, we hit on this, but it would be easier to install Bryant as your starting quarterback and have packages for Evan – than it would be to have Evan uh, take the the load of starting quarterback right. and have packages installed for a Ben Bryant, who, who who is a pocket pack. I mean, the only package you would have installed there is uh, there's three seconds left in the first half, and we need somebody that can you know throw the ball Fair sixty enough. yards down with you. Yeah. Like that that that's about the only package that you can put in for something like that. Um. So I think it's going to be interesting because with the way college sports are now, um, the transfer portal is not that far away for anybody. Right. And Ben Bryant's already been there. Uh, Evan Prater has, you know, bided his time, waited out, been in the wings, mm-hmm. uh, whatever you want to say. Um, and, he, and he's been behind a pretty good quarterback in Desmond Ritter. Um and I guess also Ben Bryant when he was here. Um, so that you've got that going on. Ben Bryant's already got some familiarity. He's played here. He played a full season as a starter last year. Right. Evan has not. Evan has not. And he's got what? Does he have two years left, Evan? With COVID, he redshirted first year. COVID second year. So technically at that point, he would still have four years. Okay. So... So I, I think that last year would have been his first year. Probably the first year that counts against him. Right. Um, I so don't this, know. This would if be, anybody else has like some. I think this, <laughs> I think this is technically his sophomore year. If he's, if he wants to. Right. Play it out the, right. in that fashion. Um, and, and there are some other good quarterbacks that, that you see has been recruiting as well. So yeah, mm-hmm. is what it is. Um, Regardless of what happens, like you've got to earn your spot, and I think that's that's something that some people aren't necessarily, uh, I don't know, understanding or really looking at. And I get it, like Prater's a hometown hero, highest recruit, all of these things. It doesn't mean that you automatically get slotted into a position. I agree, and I think that that's why they brought Ben Bryant back. If I mean, being, I don't think I don't think you bring back somebody like that. Otherwise, well, right? I, like I, it, at the end of the day, you want to push Prater, right? 
And so you want to you want to have the the best person in the spot for what you're going to roll out on offense. Yeah. And and we we do have a new offensive coordinator coming in this year as well. Correct, who and, recru- recruited both these guys. Right. And he he could sling the the ball around a little bit himself. So Yeah. It it will be interesting I think to see the way that he takes the offense where he wants to what he decides to do, you know, be it does he want to have a guy back there that you know he can just kind of let you know run off on the on the side uh if he needs to um will they have the horses up front to give a you know a nice pocket for ben bryant to sit in and and throw the ball around where he needs to throw it will it need to be you know a lot of rollouts to the side with evan prater i don't know it's two days of spring ball and right. we've got a long way to go with a team that uh, is now expected to do a lot of things uh, that maybe previous UC football teams weren't burdened with. So what other questions you got? Were there any surprises? Um, Nick Mardner, that was the first time I had seen him. Okay. The, the new receiver the, who transferred in from Hawaii. Right. The uh, dreads. What, yes. Um, the, the Predator. I think I think that's his his uh, yeah. Twitter handles like the Predator or something along those lines. Um, so when he's standing, like, because when they do spring practices and stuff, there's a lot of individual uh, drills as far as the different position drills. And this was all this was all in Nippert, right? Like they didn't Correct. they weren't they yeah. were not in the bubble. It was supposed to be in the bubble, but they changed it because of how gorgeous it because it was awesome outside. It was yeah. a perfect day, and so. You know, you're looking at all the receivers huddled up together. And Nick Mardner stands almost a full head taller than every other receiver over there. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, he was pretty good down there in Hawaii. I remember whenever we found out he was he was coming here, we, we yeah. talked we touched on it a little bit on, on that show. Obviously it was a few months ago. Right. Um, and I recall being fairly impressed with, with what he was able to do down there. Every bit of six six. That's wild. Every bit of six six, and so uh, good to see that guy in the huddle because he's very long, and that's going to do nothing but help a room as the receivers' room goes that has really excelled over the last several years, and so. Uh, yeah, I mean that that room just continues to get better mm-hmm. compared to where they were, you know, about two three years ago now. Well, I, so I, I had a conversation um, with with someone at work about the way that things have started to happen at UC and the things that that kind of need to happen. Um, you know, like we talk about, yeah, they lost thirty some seniors, right? right? So you you expect a little bit of like a, a step back. Um, or you would think that there would be sort of a step back. Um, but that doesn't happen necessarily at, at you know, the top tier programs where, where Luke Fickle has mentioned that this team, where he wants to take this team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some of that is, you know, when we see guys starting to leave early, that that's a good sign. It sucks, right? Like, Everybody wants to see Sauce Gardner play one more year in the black and red and and shut down that side of the field. You know, everybody wanted to, I would say, see Jerome Ford play another year 
we're not getting that. But what, but what we are getting is to experience a player that's good enough to decide to leave early and head to the NFL. This dude's being mocked at number five right now in a ton of draft mocks. <laughs> I know we're talking about sauce, and yeah, that's wild. Yeah. Um, he, and he did nothing but send himself through the roof at the combine. And I know we'll probably touch on combine stuff in a little bit, yeah. but um, the back to you see, like back to what I was trying to say is when you've got guys that are leaving early, the level of recruiting that is likely to happen at your university is going to excel is going to these go are the up best, a little bit. The best three classes in succession of recruits that this university has ever had. So, what you're looking at is you're going to probably have more guys that leave early. Correct. But that only means that your team is probably pretty good. All started by Michael Warren, might I add, who was the first Bearcat right. to leave for the draft early. And that was just, what, five years ago? No, not, not that. Four, four years ago? Three years ago? Was it just the COVID that? year, the, I think it was. It was COVID it was, messed me all up. I, I I feel like I aged five years during COVID. Yeah, it was. It was like it was like three years ago, three, three years ago. Because then last year was uh, Dokes. Yeah, the, the Dokes. Yeah, the Dokes year, and then you had the Ford year. So, yeah, I yeah, guess that, that that was only three years ago. That's crazy. Yeah. So you know, you, you've got that going on. I mean, what were there? There were eight eight Bearcats that went to the the Senior Bowl. They were. Seven. seven was it seven and then eight invited to the combine i feel like there was eight correct. invited to the combine eight invited to the combine combine also correct. right because that included sauce who we found out couldn't go to the senior correct. bowl for any reason because right um and i know there's been a couple guys that were like injured here and there or whatever that didn't make appearances well, brian cook wasn't able to compete in either the uh the combine or in the uh senior bowl and then, and then, uh, what Jerome Pierce, Ford had to leave Pierce left the senior early. role. Jerome Ford left early. Kid. Yep. And then Alec Pierce put enough on tape there, it would seem, because he also uh, showed out uh, at the uh, at the combine. Uh, yeah. We'll take a, a a one second break here while we add the best producer to the show. Hey, you made it. What's going There's on? Ed, the new uh, head coach of FC Cincinnati. Right there, there he is. Why would I be the head coach of FC Cincinnati? <laughs> you, were, you were you were at a soccer meeting, right? I was. I was at a soccer meeting. Yes. We, we assumed you were signing the contract to be the head coach of FC Cincinnati. I, mean, they, I probably could. I mean, I did watch the game on Saturday, and they're not good. <sighs> bring a lot of corner speed. kicks. A lot of corner kicks. Bring you up to speed here, Ed. We're talking about uh, uh, spring, spring, practice spring practice and any questions Saturday. you might have for Aaron for what he saw down there. We've already touched on the quarterback situation, uh, and we have moved on to talking about some of the surprises that Aaron had. What was um, the snack situation like there? It's not not a, not a thing at spring practice. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just that's just okay. All right. They do that like during games. It's just they, a camp higher ground. Okay, I got you. Oh yeah, camp higher ground. I mean, they serve lunch for everybody, but um, yeah, not not really the case here. Oh, well, all right then. So, um, but yeah, it uh, another surprise. JQ Hardaway. First time I got to see him in person. Um, a kid that I covered through his recruitment. 
and finally got to shake his hand, dap up. Um, he thanked me for all the stuff that I wrote about him and all of that. Um, but he looks like a sauce clone. Uh, maybe Easy. Toward, maybe maybe towards the end of Sauce's sophomore year. So maybe already ahead of Sauce as far as build goes. Because like you got to remember, already, huh? Sauce was a skinny guy when he got to UC. This kid ain't super skinny. How are his measurables? I mean, I didn't. Yeah. Didn't ask him all of that. <laughs> Measure his biceps or anything like that. He's, I mean, he's about. He stands about 6'3". Um, he's also, you can tell he's taller than I think every DB at this point. Um, I'll be curious if he doesn't find the field some way, somehow this season. Whether, I, I, just, I don't know if they want to burn that first year with him on special teams or if he's going to, whether it by simply play or by injury, end up on the field. But that, I think that'll be an interesting situation as it plays out. But, uh, yeah, JQ looked every bit of the part that he was advertised to be as a recruit. Um, any other surprises outside of that? Uh, Ryan Coe, the new kicker, built like a linebacker. That's the kid from Delaware, right? Yes. So, I don't know. I mean... It's got to get better, right? I mean, what did you see out of him? They he wasn't kicking. Okay. Um, they I and even Chad said yesterday that they hadn't yet started kicking. They did some punting. I know when I was there on Saturday, um, and then I don't know if they did punting again yesterday or not, but uh, I know that they haven't started the actual place kicking yet. Um, not with like full on running a, a place kicker. Yeah drill if you will like with with all the guys lined up or anything um i imagine special teams is probably something that starts to come into play later on once you have a gauge on what guys you're going to be pulling from where as the you know offensive coordinator defensive coordinator special teams coordinator get together to figure that out but is he the only kicker we have left no you still have um alex bales the guy who did uh, the uh the kickoffs last year um and he had some kicks as well um, when, um, well, I mean, Cole, he hit the one Cole's, at Navy. He hit the, the right. long one at Navy. When, yeah. when Cole Smith went out, and you know, we we did have some some Alex Bales kicking in there. Uh, he he sh- he kicks them low though. Um, he he does have some distance as we've seen with the kickoffs, um, but they're just like the low line drives that unfortunately can get blocked. So uh, we'll, we'll see what Ryan Co has to offer once he's out there. Um, but I, I still looking at him. I'm like. God, <laughs> he is he is built like a linebacker. Um, really other surprises, uh, Jaheim Thomas has really filled out, and I think he should be filling in nicely in his role. Um, a, a local Cincinnati kid that's going to get a lot of shine at linebacker now that Beavers is gone. Um, he did get some time in there working in as Beavers – Seemed to be injured around the middle of the season. Almost every game, he'd leave for at least a play or two, if not a, a you know, a quarter, or whatever the case may be. Um, but Jaheem seems to have really filled out in the uh, the time between 
um, the end of the season and, and now. It's been a couple months, and his legs have looked like they're a bit thicker. Uh, his body looks a bit thicker. So that's nothing but a good thing. Um, outside of that, I don't know that there were a ton of surprises. Uh, there were there were some guys working off to the side um, that weren't full participants. Deshaun Pace wasn't a full participant. Um, Jojo Bermudez wasn't a full participant. Um, there were some linemen. Uh, I know um, – our center, uh, I can't um, help me out here. Name escapes. Yep. Uh, what about Drew? What about Drew Donnelly? Did what Drew Donnelly did play on Saturday? Um, he he had a catch. Um, I understand he may have tweaked something, so they he was either out or was uh, was just kind of taking it easy yesterday. Um, I don't know if it was during practice yesterday or during practice Saturday. I can't remember what Chad was saying as far as that went. Um, but again, just another guy out there. I know Blue Smith had a great day yesterday, according to Chad. Um, which would be yeah, that's real, good to hear. Real interesting if he was able to put it together finally. Um, I know, like, like I told Chad, when I've seen him in practice, he seems to be a guy who at times gets in his own way. Um, just with the frustration and when like a play doesn't happen or when, um, you know, maybe there's a drop or he gets chewed out or something, there's a helmet slam sometimes, or you can just kind of see the body language on the sidelines and you hope that he's able to put it together now, because I think this is going to be what his third season here. That would make sense. Yeah. Cause, cause third or might be his fourth because I I thought he followed Luke from, from Ohio State, essentially. Perhaps. Um, so, you know, you hope he puts it all together finally um, and, and can find the field because he's been putting in the work. It's just a matter of can you let that last play go and move on to the next play? Is he built that way? We'll see. Um, I think there was somebody else that I wanted to say something about, but I can't, can't recall. Ivan Pace? Oh, yes, that was who I wanted to say. Um, the surprise <laughs> there, best hair on the team. <laughs> really? Um, I feel like if you went to a barber and said, I want to look like a dragon, that's the haircut they would give you. God. Yeah. So it's it's kind of like the uh, the, fro, the frohawk. Okay. I think it came down to a point in the back, if I'm not mistaken. But the, the top and front is a little longer. So if like some of the, and it's like the, the twist, the, 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 the twists, not like the actual full braids, except in the front where it's again, a little longer. If I'm not, if I'm remembering all this correctly from Saturday. Um, But yeah, it was, he had cool hair, Um, but he was, he was seeing a little bit of the field. Um, uh, Deshaun Pace was one of the guys, like I said, that was on, on the side kind of nursing something. So there was some linebacker play to be had um, by guys filling in, whether Will Huber, whether it was uh, at that sniper spot, it was largely probably Leroy Bowers. Um, but yeah, I mean, that was sort of kind of the big surprises, I guess. I mean, tight end uh, Wiley was out. Uh, he's been in a boot. I, I don't know if you were at the basketball game or heard uh, when, 
the football team went on for recognition. He was in a boot at that point in time. Sounds like he broke his foot, I believe, um, back during the Cotton Bowl. That's not um, good. So he's just been having that um, nursing back from that. Um, so he's in no rush. In correct. no rush. Exactly. Um, so it was Wiley and then Shamamater, who's been a guy who it's his second year now in the program and uh, at tight end. Uh, but he was one of the guys who's been posting 20 miles an hour at 260, uh, according to Brady Collins. And uh, it's translating. Uh, I wouldn't say, like, you look at him and you're like, oh, that dude's doing 20. Uh, but it's, he's definitely quick for a tight end at that size. Oh, well, you're going to need it. Correct. I mean, especially with <laughs> this being, assumedly, Josh Wiley and Lenny's last years. So. Well, and just with the move into a Power Five conference, I mean, absolutely, yeah. I mean, I Big mean, Twelve is no slouch. You don't want to be going in there with, you know, offensive lineman weighing like two sixty when you can have a tight end that weighs two sixty. Yep. <laughs> so right. I think that about covers most of what we saw. I know uh best play of the day that I saw on Saturday was a one-handed snag back here by Ken Willis, one of the f- true freshmen at cornerback, uh, just in a positional drill. Um, and he's coming off an injury as well. I'm not sure what he had injured, um, but for him to, you know, jump up and snag it out of midair like that was nothing short of impressive. Um, outside of that, though, like I said, I mean, it was a Ben Bryant day yesterday, so we'll see if they continue to trade punches like that as they battle it out for quarterback and, uh, yeah, it should be a, a much more interesting offseason this year than it was last year as pretty much everybody had solidified their positions going into spring ball. There wasn't a ton of question marks. Oh, I think with having 30-some-odd seniors, I mean, you're... The COVID year where everybody got that. to come back. Yeah. Yep, yep. You're going to have a, a team that's pretty well, you know, the picture's painted, and uh, it was just kind of full steam ahead, whereas this year, you know, there's questions here and there. And, you know, they're, they're good questions to have, I think, because it's not um, unknowns necessarily, uh, especially at the quarterback spot. You know, you don't want to have a, a spot there that's like a random person. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. And like I said, I mean, it's going to continue to just churn plenty of storylines here as the spring progresses because – we didn't have them last year. There were, there were no question marks. So it should be a lot of fun as, uh, you know, both covering the beat for the Bearcats and, uh, and as fans even, like just to see how this whole thing really plays out. Yeah. Can they put yet another, uh, man, I don't think anybody is expecting things to, to fall into order where, yeah. They're, they're probably going to be ranked back pretty far. I know that we've all talked about that, and unfortunately with college football, where you're ranked to start a season uh, without a lot of big-time games ahead of you uh, kind of can spell you know New Year's Six Bowl as opposed to uh, another shot at the playoff. Um, yeah. But we, we can measure our success by uh, the wins and losses, uh, let the voting and whatnot fall where it may. I think that's kind of the way that they've always 
going about things and take care of what we can take care of, get to the big 12 and uh, move on from there. Probably so, an expanded playoff too at that point. But So as we're moving on, I know you brought up some of the NFL combine and the Bearcats largely showed out all weekend in the NFL combine. It was almost like, and I know we talked about sauce already, so we can start there sure. because it was quite offensive to see how many people were like, oh, who's this guy from Cincinnati? Uh, maybe he really is that good. Wow. I can't believe it. They didn't throw his way the whole season. And then they're that like, doesn't happen. Didn't... And then there was a, somebody, somebody tweeted like a video of him walking into the, the combine and he had like, he had his suit on and he, he tweeted it back sauce. out later, like business trip. Right. But he had the sauce chain on and they're like, right. Oh, spending money before he's got it. Like uh, he's had the sauce chain All for as, year. as long as I can remember. All and year. That, he got it last off year. season. He right. got it last off season. But yeah, he had it all year. It's just, it's unbelievable. And they're like, well, you know, when we see him out here on, on the field, he really he really is that big. Like his arms are that long. He can make the well, like and, and then his quickness, like it's Did you see what Chad tweeted out? <laughs> he he dropped this on the nightcap the other night. No. He tweeted it out. Oh, that is his he his wingspan his, has his wingspan grew in the last and, five months. It an eighth of an inch. inch. It was an eighth of an inch. No. Let me look up. I'm I'm almost certain it was an eighth of an inch. I don't know that that's enough to really talk has about. Not been clipping his fingernails, or is it? That's that's where you, your head goes with that, Ed. How do you grow your wingspan? I lied. I lied because I read his tweet just wrong. a couple weeks. It was an inch and an eighth. That's what I'm saying. Like. That's worth talking about, not an eighth of an inch. Well, an eighth of an inch would have been, could have been somebody misreading a correct. ruler or or a measuring tape or whatever the case may be. Uh, over but, over in uh, and that that's impressive. That's wild. I mean, it's crazy because you figure he's twenty. He's twenty. It's only twenty. He's gonna be so good. good gracious. I mean, we know yeah. he's good, but I, yeah. I'm just saying, like, at the and next level, like, his... I I don't know if you guys found out the same time I found out was through the videos this weekend. I had no idea that he doesn't drink. Obviously, I, I didn't think he was a smoker, but he said he's never drank. He's never smoked. He's not going to start drinking now that he makes the NFL. He's not going to start smoking. Like, these are the things that he, he just prides his body in and takes care of business. He wants to retire his mother. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I saw that where he's like, she's not gonna, she's not gonna want to do it, but yeah. And then his, so then, then he runs, he runs his forty, which it seemed like whoever was doing the unofficial times didn't have any clue about anything that was going on because every time there was an unofficial time that came out, it seemed like it was extremely variable up or down. Right, yeah. like from my understanding, the the unofficial times that they were putting on TV are, were, are hand times. Well, they were hand times, and they were just t for for TV. So then the official times came out later from the laser times, but they had to wait to get the laser times. Why they couldn't get the laser times right away? See, still, still beyond it, me. Should that, be instantaneous. That, that, I that's agree. Why I, that's why I don't understand because so like coming from like, a track background, right, right. Well, 
There's so, always a time that flashes on a screen at the end. Of, and if anyone's watched the Olympics or anything else, like exactly. there is, there is a, a time that flashes up and then they say, Oh, you know, it's corrected, but it's always like, you know, like, let's say it's the hundred and someone runs like nine, five, four, which is not a thing, but like if they, let's say they run 10 seconds, right. Then it'll say like, Oh no, it, it corrected. It was 10.01 or now, if- 9.99. Right, if they're like, not bringing them out right away and they're doing it solely for the basis of being able to argue about it or talk about it on TV, that wouldn't surprise me at all. No, I mean, and, and it is what it is. Like the, the official times, they, they end up coming out. And there was a lot of talk that, like, if the second number in, in Sauce's 40 was a four, then that was the only, the only question that was out there, right? And then whatever he ran, what was his official. One was like four four one, I think. This is fastest. Uh it was four four yes, four four one. Four four one. So I, once I think that unofficial hit, it was like four four five. Like it, was it wasn't four four seven. It's four four seven. Yeah. Um, they run more than once, right? Yeah, they run twice. His first one uh the unof- I'm watching the, the thing right now was four five two. And I don't know if that became official at four five two or if it got knocked down a little bit. I know Jim Nagy, I think I'm saying his name right. Jim Nagy. Uh, he said that there were uh, three different teams that had him at four four four, four four five, and four four six. So he was, you know, he's in that range, right? So, and so and they, I, I only found this out too this year. Did you know that every team goes and does their own hand times for every <laughs> single player? So that I can way, see when, that. Well, so that way, when they all go to pro days, and they're all running hand timers, not lasers. It's yep. based on what their reaction yeah, can, time is so it's trying to keep the variable the same the same same yeah. that makes sense yep it i mean that, that i don't know why you wouldn't just always just base it off a laser but i i get it if no, you're not setting i get it if you're not I mean, setting it up like now, you, now you're just talking logical you're 447 was the second time and the, the his exactly. 447 unofficial got corrected to a 441 um and they brought up the fact that like they, they showed a couple of the drills that he did and obviously he did very well in the drills and then they brought up the fact that with his speed and his length even if he is say behind a receiver and we, we've seen him do it before uh, we unfortunately didn't get to see a lot of it this year because nobody wanted to throw at him um, but he's able to to make that ground up and, and make whatever play he needs to make so well, it's unfortunate I, I, he's not going to be wearing orange and black um, no, no shot. No shot. Like I saw somebody say that. Like, you know, let's let's see him. You know, for the Bengals, let's keep him home or whatever. Like, he's gone in the first five picks in well, my and, book. Uh, well, Dane Brugler, we talked about this on the nightcap tonight. Dane Brugler uh, of the Athletic dropped his uh, first two rounds after the combine, and he has Sauce going to number five. The, the New York Giants. New York. New York. I saw some people from New York tweeting about like how they, you know, we don't want a cornerback. We don't need and it's like you might want this one. Uh hey New York. You need everything. <laughs> You're not good anywhere. <laughs> you might want this one. The only <laughs> place you might be good is running back. And he's always injured. I know. Don't tell me about that. So yeah, uh, I mean wherever he goes, I'm buying a jersey. Sorry, it's happening. Is it going to say Gardner? 
Or is it going to say sauce? Are you going to get the custom? Are we going to get an XFL style jersey? We just get the custom. Like, it just says sauce. Sauce on the back. <laughs> oh. Yeah, I don't know. That's a good, that's a good see, question. Did you see the segment that I, I think it was NFL uh, dropped on Twitter where he had a sauce off? And he yes. Okay. So he said, he said in that blue cheese for his nuggets. Over ranch? And then. Uh, who called him out? Somebody called him out on that. I didn't read any of the comments. So I, I can't. Uh, no, it was, uh, I want to say Malik Van called him out and was like, this man did not just say <laughs> he puts blue cheese on his nuggets and then sauce tweeted back at him and was like, I meant for like my, like my B-dubs, you know, like chicken wings. And, that ain't nugs, boss. And he, and he was like, no. Uh, it was it was Malik Van. He said, "Nah, dude didn't just say blue cheese for his nuggets." And Sauce said, "For B Dub's nuggets, not nuggets in general." And then Malik Van said, "Either way, blue cheese is nasty, and you sick." That's fantastic. Uh oh, we have a guest. Look who it is. Oh man, I really wanted him to be eating like chicken, just and, uh, dipping it right in blue cheese. Blue at that cheese. Moment. Just down in blue cheese. I hate blue cheese. Blue cheese is so good. No, it's not. It's not. I love blue cheese with, 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 my, with my with my with my B dubs. Me it's and stinky. Sauce. It's stinky, gross, disgusting cheese that leaves an aftertaste in your mouth for like three hours. No. Oh. Two and a half yeah, hours. You, you you might be eating like old blue cheese. No. Nope, that's all blue cheese. That's blue, all blue cheese, cheese. blue cheese is old good. in general to be blue yeah. cheese, but it's that's so how good. it becomes blue cheese. It is I, so good. Do you like cottage cheese? I love cottage cheese. Yeah, nope. that's curdled. That's curdled milk. Nope. Yeah, it's good. No, it's it's literally spoiled milk. <laughs> it's good. No, Ooh, there's nothing about it that's good. It. Put some pepper. Put some pepper on it. it. No shot. No, no uh -huh. cottage cheese going down this gullet. Any I mean, version of cheese that is, any version of milk that is spoiled is out. I'm not going to eat it. Get the out. <laughs> I'm just gonna I'm gonna find you at a sour at a, cream. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna find you at a game and I'll just rock stand. with some sour cream. It's cream that's literally gone sour. I understand, but I'll rock with some sour cream. Nope. Not gonna do it. I only like milk in its first stage. I don't even like it that way. I have to, I, I have to drink almond milk now. I can't drink directly cow milk. Directly from the cow. Same from the tea. I, I if I'm if I'm going to like a, a fancy like coffee shop or something like I don't even go to like Starbucks really anymore. There's a coffee shop right up the road here in Albany, so it's 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 nice. But uh, Jabura went there once. Coconut milk. Hmm. Coconut I, milk. Roll, I roll with I coconut. Don't like, I don't like coconut. Uh, so you get the coconut milk with a little caramel drizzle. Tastes like a Samoa. No, I'll nope. just stick with my almond milk. I'll just, here's a I'll here's go, a question that two percent. Here's a question that might uh this, this is Chad's question go toward Chad here. Oh fifty four says, do you think the staff will have any interest in? And I hope I'm saying it right. Jibrin Payne. Jibrin Payne. Jabron, Jabron, Jabron. Oh, um, there's an apostrophe. There's an apostrophe between the I yeah. and the GI. Yeah, GI apostrophe B R A N Jabron. Like, right? Like Elon. Yeah. Um, 
There would, I think there would need to be some fences mended there. I think uh, Cincinnati got the, you know, kind of the you're not big time treatment in his recruitment, which happened before the big 12 invite. So the situation at Cincinnati has changed, but the way that, you know, it went down, it went down. You know what they say about situations they are situational. They are. That's Thanks, a, that's a, that's God, a I love you, Ed. They are situational. Yeah. Um, You're done for the show. Like that was, you can't get better than that. That's that's why you're the best producer in the city. Um, I think there would need to be some fences mended uh, in that situation. Just the, the guy that runs the program doesn't take too kindly to, you know, I don't think you're big enough. So I went to Indiana. We went to Indiana yeah. and beat him. Like, look, I don't think you're big enough, so I'm going to Michigan or Ohio State hey, or we we went to Indiana. How'd that go? Didn't go well for Indiana. Really good for us, huh? Really good for us. So, I I don't think that's like a. I wouldn't rule something happening out completely because I think Cincinnati will do their due diligence. That's what they always do. But I also don't think it's like. Uh, the kid decommitted with intentions of committing to Cincinnati, if that makes sense. Yep. So, um, I know we talked about sauce in the combine. Anybody else you want to touch on, Jeff? Maybe Desmond Ritter with the fastest time in recorded history for a quarterback. Well, the other thing, though, side note on sauce, like I, I do want to touch on the fact that, like he, you know, he didn't hit the fastest time by a DB, but it's one of the like top three times by a DB that's as tall as he is. Yeah, so, we're going to hit the fastest time. He's not five, yeah. not like those five, yeah. nine guys are going to yeah, run he, his crazy times. So what, what he's missing in, in the, what, 10th of a second, he makes up for in that in the, extra one and an eighth in, inch. In, in, wings seven, in his seven foot arms. <laughs> Good Lord. Go, go so. gadget arms. <laughs> He's like Dawson out there. It's just, it's just not. That's a great reference. If, if you remember, if you remember, if you know, you street, know. Street Fighter <laughs> back in the day, the Dawson. Yes. Uh, that's a great reference, Aaron. Way to go. I uh, mean, that's, I'm, that's I'm just happy to see that, like at this point, like, yeah, it didn't. It wasn't. Everybody didn't know. Apparently, didn't know about him until the combine. Um, and then everybody wants to talk about, you know, he never guarded anybody in, in college and That's exactly what and Chad all and I the, talked about and tonight. all these things. And it's like Wrong. like maybe go back and and watch some of it, you know, if you want to do your due diligence before you pop off at the mouth. Uh, you know he guarded every day. Hey Chad, look, it's our friend Trevor. Alec Pierce. Oh yeah. That guy who has like an who who can apparently jump over my house and run faster than your house too? Well, yeah, I mean, I oh, T Win <laughs> says, "Don't take Chad's cheesy poofs." That's, that's our friend T-Win Trevor. Is... <laughs> we 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 had a we had a conference call this weekend with Trevor. Peek oh, kitty, my peek, cheesy poofs. Peek, peek behind the curtain. Well, don't peek behind the curtain. You can't yeah, peek no, behind the curtain peek, on. Peek. You can peek behind the curtain. This is our new, this is our me and Chad's new friend, Trevor. Okay, you good? I'm good. 
<laughs> Screw so, you guys. I'm going to have. Anyway, so since you brought him up, uh, Alec Pierce, like you see, a lot of these things, a lot of these guys just did their what we've seen them do. You know, yeah. the, at least with their skills and these things, like we, that we've was, seen them in game action, right? Jeff, Which is obviously way different than the combine. But Jeff, that was the argument we had going into the college football playoff when everyone said we didn't belong, but we had seen these guys week in week out, and everyone, no, it's just the AAC. They they don't know they're playing that level. Like, no, th- these dudes are all really good, and they've been here long enough to. Like we've seen them grow from Alec Pierce being a special teams guy, Desmond Ritter from his freshman year. Like they're not the same dudes that they were at the beginning, but nor should they. Well, the development here obviously is that that's, what's always like, you know, kind of calm me down from the, like, you know, we're going to the big 12 and everybody's like, yeah, but you're, you're still recruiting it. This group of coaches, and that that also kind of sucks that we've lost some of these coaches. But it, it happens when you have successful programs, and just Look like who them improved. Too. Yeah. I don't know if they haven't improved. Well, I, and I would say that too. Um, when you, but when you've got, I mean, it goes to the same thing we talked about earlier uh, with you know kids leaving early to go to the NFL. Um, while it sucks for us, because yeah, you want to see those guys, you know, run out with the C Paul one more year or whatever. It means that your program's in a good place because you've you're getting kids in regardless of right. how many stars they had when you brought them here from high school they are now nfl caliber players very quickly and they're moving on and that that's only positive for your program because kids that maybe are already a little more advanced with maybe their size of their body i know uh, aaron brought up jq hardaway earlier those are more steps that they can take now. They can go maybe even a little higher. I don't know. Obviously, no one is going to touch what Sauce did. Like, that's just... Inc- but, but boy, Aaron, I'll tell you, like, physical tools, JQ Hardaway has them. <laughs> that's what we, we, were, we were just we were just talking about that, and it, it's one of those things he like... He has them. Yeah. He looks like sophomore Sauce, right? Like, it, end, end of sophomore year Sauce? Because he's, he's, he's uh, built, physically, built, yeah, like physically, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Is like if you're if you're taking a kid that maybe was here, right, and you've in a couple of years now he's a top five pick potentially here in the NFL draft coming up. Top, he's going to be top ten. I will be shocked if he's not a top ten pick. Oh, he's not falling below ten. Someone will trade right. up to get him if he's still there. Like I, I he's one of those guys uh, and. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just it goes to talk about you know the the work ethic that he put in, the things that he does, the things that you know he's been able to do at UC and, and been afforded to do at UC, and now it's all coming together for him. And hopefully he goes. I think I think he will go in the top five, um, and that's just yeah. That's be just good. so hard. Like, well, you know, I mean that 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 stuff what changes team, around though. What, like, what is the team value? Where where are they at on their board? Who yeah. who potentially who potentially you know moves up, trades up if they decide that they want to go up to grab somebody else? Whatever. Those top ten picks kind of are interchangeable amongst how things flow. Because uh, like you saw something crazy today with like you know 
Seattle trading Russ Wilson to the Broncos, apparently. Wild. Um, like two firsts, two seconds, a fourth, a fifth, no. two players. The fourth, the fourth, the fourth was the other way. It was two firsts, two seconds, a fifth. And two players. Um, three. Three players. A defensive lineman, Noah Fant, and uh Drew Locke. Yeah. How, so, how, was, I mean, how was he mismeasured, Kathy? What 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 do we mean by that? If he was not I think, measured, I think I think she's going back to either soft. he was mi- mismeasured at the draft or mismeasured or at the initially. combine or mi- initially mismeasured back in was that October? In, October when you of oh, the one you put he up was, earlier. He was not mismeasured. Like this is what the the staff does at UC. How do you, how do you mismeasure someone's wingspan? They do it for everybody. Like a ruler is a ruler. Well, <laughs> right? Like you're not, using, you're not using a ruler, you're using measuring tape. Yeah, I could do it. I could totally But you do get it. like it it, it, yeah. it doesn't change. There's no right. mismeasuring. You stand at a wall and you do this and yep, you measure it. Uh, He's 130 inches at that centimeter. No. Yep, same thing. Here's the thing. Remember this about Sauce. He's 20. 20. He yeah. just got his braces off. Like, there, and, 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 and if you look at him, he's just now starting to mature and fill out. There is every real possibility he's still growing some. This hey, is I not... This is not a kid if you look at his face. Like, you know, you look at some dudes and you're like, that guy's 40. You look at Sauce. Yeah. You look at Sauce. Greg Odom was Robert Parrish's uncle. (laughs) You look at Sauce, he still looks like, like, like your little brother. You know what I mean? Like, when they look like that and, and, and you, it's visible, it's clear. It's not impossible that there's still some growth that's happening, like to their frame, to their, oh, their measurements. Well, I mean, between the time I was 18 and 21, I grew an inch and a half, like, which would then mean my arms got, yeah. you know, obviously. So I not. told my girlfriend too, yeah. Yeah, but you lied. You, but you lied, Ed. He married her. Oh. She believed still lied. Him. It worked. And she believed him. He wasn't talking about height. So. Stop! Right. All right. So we've, we, I, I think we've talked enough about about sauce. Even though we could probably fill another hour's worth. Gush about him. And then, long, yeah. Yeah. Most most dominant player in the history of Cincinnati football. And the crazy thing is, hard stop. That's that's right next to the most winningest quarterback in the history of Cincinnati football and what the third most winningest was the third or fourth where he finished in is all of all of college football. Yeah. And sauce is the most dominant player that's ever put on the seat ball. Crazy. Ever. I know everybody wants to point Greg cook and, and I'll give Greg cook his due. But as I said, two nights ago on Twitter, Sauce's coming out party was that UCF game in 2019. He never looked back. And he never had a bad day. He never had a bad day. He never he never had an average day, right? There was never a day where it's like somebody's number one wide receiver put up 80 yards and a touchdown. That's not in, in today's world of college football. 
like 80 yards and a touchdown for your number one wide receiver is kind of a, that's pretty good. That's, that's all right. Like, it's okay. No, he never had an average day. He had, what, 13, 14, 24, like 30 great days. <laughs> and zero average days. Well, uh, it's I don't crazy. I think it, it's crazy. I think... The standard he set is insane. It was somewhere, somewhere about in the middle of last season. Uh, I think it might have been after, maybe after the Navy game, somewhere in there. Somebody was talking to him about, you know, do you get bored out there with them not throwing the ball your direction? Like you find yourself taking any of those plays off because you just he know doesn't. they're not coming that way. And he said, you know, as soon as I take a playoff, that's when I'm going to get beat. Or if I don't, if I'm not locked in every play, it's going to go bad. Like, you know, I'm right. going to get beat. And you could see that regard, like, even if, because obviously the camera never really went that direction a whole lot. Didn't have to. <laughs> uh, because the ball wasn't going there. But when you could catch a glimpse right before the pass went to the other side of the field, you, you could see what he was doing up there. He's locking a receiver up. The guy had nowhere to go. If the ball came that way, he was going to pick it or knock it down. I mean, it, it... here's the thing, Jeff. The, the re, there's a reason that quarterbacks eventually never even look that way. And it was because the tape showed he's not open. It doesn't matter who he hypothetically is. He's not open ever. And that's, and that's why... There were a couple times they were able to bring sauce on a blitz that right. no one was even there to pick him up. Right. He didn't he didn't have to beat anyone. And when he's running a a 44140, you don't have a lot of time back there when you can't see him coming. What we learned at the end of last season was he should have blitzed more. Yeah. Right? Right? Like that that was a sneak attack that teams just were not they weren't even looking that way to begin with. Like, if you look at Indiana was the the most – Indiana was when it really set in for me because Indiana had a star wide receiver. He, he was never the same again all season. Ty Freifogel last year in 2020 was considered one of the top five or six wide receivers in college football, did, right? Did he, not, did he not torch Ohio State? I, 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 he did. I don't know. Oh, he smoked him. Smoked That's what I thought. That's what I thought. So if you go back to that Indiana game and really watch that Indiana game, you know what they did? They didn't line a wide receiver up on Sauce's side. They put all their wide receivers to the field, and they would line up a blocking tight end for Sauce to cover. Because at that time, Cincinnati really hadn't started getting um, exotic, I guess is like the word teams use now. Sauce was playing boundary corner. And that was the only thing he was doing. And Indi the Indiana game was one of the reasons, like the impetus for them adjusting, like we can't just leave him over there because Indiana put all their wide receivers on the other side, a blocking tight end on Sauce's side that they weren't going to throw to and just acknowledged. We're going to give up like, that side. Of that side of the field is closed. Closed. But that but that that happened the entirety of the year, and that that's what like drives me nuts. Like, okay, obviously, like you you come to the Alabama game, right? And and everybody is saying like how how bad he's going to get burnt and torched, and 
Like he's not going to, you know, he hasn't Didn't faced this try. level. Of and the best coach game planner in college football had a month to prepare for it and decided, nah, we good. no, we're, we're just going to go a different route. We're going to, we're yeah. just going to run the ball okay. or we're not going to, we aren't even going to look over there. And that's we're not even, that's not even bringing game, up. Running game slot, tight end. That's it. That's not even bringing up who's on the other side of the field. Opposite of sauce. Clay, you spelled my name wrong. So, I mean, it, I'm glad now that, you know, he's getting this recognition. He should have gotten it long before uh, by a lot of people who say that he's not, you know, what he very obviously is. I, I just don't think people realized how real what we saw was. Like, you know, it, it happened with Notre Dame. It happened with Indiana. It happened with Alabama. Like, and I talked about this yesterday on the, on the BBP. The the mock drafts that you see in November and December, those are from the mock draft guys, right? The guys that, that the draft has become a content machine. It's become you know, a place where you can make money being a draft guy. That doesn't mean you know anything. It just means that, like, you follow it. Or that you can and, argue pretty well. Right. And as we've gotten to the the point of the, the process where, like, actual scouts and decision makers are, are kind of setting the narrative, the narrative flipped. Like I said last night, two months ago, Jeff, most of the mocks had sauce at, like, 20. 17, 24. And we're all looking at each other going, that's not right. Like this dude is as good as anyone in this draft. Oh, what I got did, I, I got excited because I'm like, are we talking? I mean, come on. Well, come on home. Because I think <laughs> come at, on that, home. At, at that time we all thought that the Bengals would be, would be in, 19, that, in that 20, 15, right. 15 to 20 range. <laughs> right. And then those sons of guns went to the Super Bowl. Now they're 31st, and we might as well trade that pick. And now Sauce might might be fifth, fourth. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he, he very well could go that high. Chad, were, were you surprised to hear Sauce say that uh, Calvin Austin was the best receiver he ever went up against? A little. I thought that would – I think – I thought he would – like give JMO that that nod. So did I. But but what I will say is you have to keep in context that he only faced Calvin Austin in 2019. Once, once in 2019. Well, I mean, I thought you were going to go Jameson. He, he he only saw Jameson once, whereas he, he saw, saw Calvin Austin twice. Okay. Both in 2019, both in his freshman season. So he wasn't like he wasn't 2021 saw. sauce. He wasn't sauce yet. Well, he was. I mean, right. he was sauce, but he was. In all fairness, oh, in all fairness, he hadn't, he hadn't Austin, reduced. He hadn't. The, the ingredients weren't there yet. Like, yeah, he hadn't reduced. <laughs> sauce hadn't thickened up yet. Right. It, like he wasn't. He, you know, Calvin Austin <laughs> was also not twenty twenty one. Calvin Austin, in all fairness, of course. So, but I, I understand you do everything you can to be a contrarian. Uh, somebody's got to with you. <laughs> Is Gonzaga uh, Adam Adam Morrison? Uh, no, that's Chet Holmgren, and he is a bad dude. Yeah, but he looks like Adam Morrison, right? The tall, skinny, kind of Asian-looking kid. 
No, not that him. one. That one right there. No, 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 no. He's on the bench. Okay. I 14. love watching Chet Holmgren. Chet Holmgren, everybody's like, he's going to break when he plays in college. And I'm like, okay, wait till you see. This dude does everything. Shoots threes, block shots, passes, dribbles. He's, he's not built like Zion. Uh, no. He could borrow a few pounds from Zion if Zion was willing to I don't know. let it happen. I don't know. Uh, Clay, oh. if you get Alec Pierce in the third or fourth round, Bargain. Like, like, give your GM a lifetime extension. That's yeah, he, that's a second round dude. There's really no like, there's no argument about that. I don't think, but it might happen. He might go early third. I, I can't imagine he's still there, middle of the third round. I mean, Size, just his speed, hands. He's got. I was say the his, how high he jumped, how far he jumped in the broad jump, and the, and I know that these are all. Obviously, the combine doesn't have you're not wearing pads. You're not going up against anybody really. Like, but those measurables are uh, are are pretty impressive. Out of uh, one, Mister Alec Pierce, elite, elite. Yeah, that's that's a good that's a uh, a perfect word to describe several of the things that happen. I mean, even even Ritter's forty time was up there with uh, some of the best yeah. to have ever done it. And obviously, that doesn't mean a whole lot as far as quarterback goes, but it does whenever you're a dual-threat quarterback. I don't think Dez is really seen as a dual-threat quarterback anymore, though. I think he's seen as more of a pocket passer that can run. You know what I mean? So, like, yeah. Joey, Joey Burrow when he was initially drafted, or, like, Aaron Rodgers even, like, an elusive quarterback if he's got pressure – if he well, but get... I mean, Dez has shown a lot more athleticism than those two. And if you and if you watched uh, the Senior Bowl at all, and saw there was a pass he made uh, over where the he middle was, to a tight end, yeah, where he was, yeah, where he was rolling out to the right and and just dropped it right in in the old bread basket. And there was not there was not a very large uh, bread basket to drop it in there. It was a pretty tight window that he put it in. Um, and obviously, like, you know, that's kind of stuff that we expect out of our our fella Des Ritter. So. so any other combine guys you want to talk, Jeff? Uh, and, uh, I know uh, who's it, uh, Beavers and, and Maje looked a little bit uh, small. Well, Maje was sick. They said yes. that he was sick. Um, and then, yeah, so... Maybe not the the greatest of, of showings, but they got pro days coming up. Um, I think Beavers is better off at two forty than he is at two sixty five. Like just me. Yeah. I and mean, then, if, he, if he wants to be the coverage guy that he's shown he can be, right? That's that's kind of the sweet spot. But if he wants to be the hard hitter that I think he was aspiring to be, you'd have to go it a different way. But you I, can I think, still hit hard at two hundred and forty pounds. I, right? I, I understand. He, it's not like he wasn't carrying 265 well. I didn't say he was, like, or wasn't. But, I mean, if you're going to cover, like, NFL tight ends and and do the things that a coverage backer needs to do, he was, like, from talking to some people this week, last year there were times he was pushing 270. 
He got real big. I don't big. think 240 is terrible. He I'm wasn't. Not, how I'm big was he? How big was he when? Because he came. He transferred here from what? Connecticut. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. And he wasn't very big there, right? He was built like a corner. He was like a safety. Uh, no, right? when he came from when he came from Connecticut, he was actually a defensive end. But he was like 230, 225, 230. They were playing him at defensive end. Uh, when he graduated high school, he was a safety. It was like 175 pounds. And then he then he went to then he went to a junior co- then he went to a junior no. college. No, in Connecticut. He went to Connecticut. It's a junior he college. A linebacker. <laughs> well, I got you. Yeah, ha, Connecticut is a junior college. <laughs> I would have called it a prep school because it's in Connecticut. That's like uh, an easy shot. Fair. Kind of like Xavier. Um, I gotcha. Yeah. Um, he went to the prep school in Connecticut for two years. <laughs> went from safety to linebacker to defensive end. And then came back here right around 230, 225, 230, I think. Uh, Chad, you have a question here in the in the chat. Uh, does Dez's pocket movement concern you at all? He he doesn't have the greatest pocket awareness at this point. Like I I I, I do think that is something that I would have as a knock on him. Like if you watch like, you know, and it's, it's crazy to compare anybody to Brady, but like, if you watch a Brady, he just has this awareness of like what's happening at all five positions on the offensive line around him. I think that's the difference between like the, the knocked passes, the, the, the passes that were knocked down against Alabama. If you are aware that, there's a guy that could potentially do that. And well, kind of... I think they, I also think if you like, we, we, if you go back to what we talked about after the cotton bowl, Alabama baited him. Well, like lofting that pass over the line to Alec Pierce, instead of trying to zip it in there because it's Alabama, I understand wanting to zip it. Well, if it, yeah, you loft it in there and one of their cornerbacks gets in front of it and enters like it, it, I don't there's know, was, risk and reward. to each was wide open. Would listen to what I'm saying there. Alabama baited him into thinking those passing lanes were open. Like if you watch their defensive linemen, they dummy stayed at the line and acted like they were all engaged with the, the, the offensive linemen. And then as soon as Des got into the motion, their hands went up. Like what he saw was the right thing, but what Alabama scouted was, he thinks this is going to – we want him to think this passing lane is open, and then we're going to take it away from him as soon as he thinks he's got us. Somebody on that Alabama staff did a phenomenal job figuring out, like, when he was going to throw right and what angle he was going to throw right at. Well, now, don't they, don't they have like the 10? concern will be, of course everybody else in the NFL is going to do that, right? They just saw it happen. Don't they have like 10 ex NFL coaches running film for Alabama yeah, at any sure. given moment? What what did we talk about leading up to the game? You give Saban a month, they're going to find all your flaws. Ugh. And you never know which one it was going to be because they're so good at it. The flaw they found was that Dez likes to go right to his tight ends and Alec Pierce. And we're just going to wait and not go upfield and not try to get after him. And as soon as he cocks back, we're going to jump up and, and knock the pass down. As Madden would say, sometimes you just got to reach up there and whap it down. Boom! Where'd that truck come from? 
Hey, that was a heck of a play. And then my uh, favorite Maddenism was always fourth and one, and you could stop. You go, he didn't make it. <laughs> like, thanks, John, you asshole. I know I didn't make it. The team that's going to win is the one that puts the most points on the board. Thanks. Factually correct. Yeah, yeah it is. There's thanks, literally thanks, never statistic against that. Statistically uh, correct. And then, uh, then Jerome Ford, um, I didn't get to see his 40s, but I did read that. Uh, Four, four, six. It was okay. Like it was okay. He just didn't. Somebody that didn't look comfortable. Uh, I guess on that little little track that they had there, um, didn't have good footing. I guess at the beginning of of each of his forties, uh, but I didn't see him, so I I can't say anything more to that other than what I was told. Um, Is it a common thing for guys to run barefoot? Was he one that ran barefoot? I don't think so. I thought he had. It's, that would be I, strange to me. I, I thought I read that at least one of the Bearcats ran barefoot. Uh, hmm. You That's you a, get better traction barefoot for sure. Not me, especially. My yeah. Um. It, it what's going to be interesting for me is I know everybody is super hyped about pro day, but these guys did so well at the combine. Why would you risk it? Well, I don't know. I, I I don't know that really anybody other than maybe my J, maybe Beavers. I mean, I if I'm Ford, I got a four four six in the book. I'm good. Pierce a four four one. Like, well, you got to look at it. Am I right? Each of them has, just has to look at it and say, like, from what I've put on tape from the season, yeah, from the Senior Bowl. Obviously, like Ford and Pierce don't have anything other than the practice days at the Senior Bowl, but I'm sure that that was taped by the uh, scouts right. that needed to tape it. And they were there. Um, the Cooks got to be were there. So, so Cooks got to be chomping at the bit though to get out there. Yeah, but that's a anyone. surgery thing, man. Like, yeah. I understand. So, so you got him, but like the other guys, like you just got to look at it and say how much, how much am I really going to help myself on a pro day? Yeah. Versus how much could it hurt me? Right. If I come out here and and the numbers are and the numbers maybe it's a bad day for me and then you know my numbers on that day are real bad. Obviously the measurables aren't going to change unless you're sauce and you grow another six inches in wingspan between between the combine and pro day. But so here's anybody, another thing to think about with pro day. Typically, the way the calendar works, the bubble comes down. Eat wrong over spring break. So it'll be at. So it'll Nippert. like where like whatever the case will be, it will be outside. You don't think they'll leave... in like average to below average temperatures. You don't when's think a, that they would. A... You don't think they would leave the bubble up. Jeff, that's a uh, that's a expensive process. When's the pro day? March twenty fourth. What if one of the the guys that's getting drafted early says that he would pay for it after the fact? What did I just say, Aaron? The guys that are getting drafted early don't have to participate. They just between the senior bowl and the combine. They want to help their brothers in arms. No. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you if you look at if okay. you look at the weather schedule, 
next week, it's getting warmer. When is the oh. pro day supposed to be? March 24th. We just said that. Um, I didn't listen to you. Boom! So like, <laughs> next, on you. next Thursday is supposed to be 69 degrees outside. So, I mean, it could be nice. it could be 75, 80 that day. Nice. It could be 42. It could be because we live in Cincinnati. What's the farmer's almanac say? <sighs> I think I'm going to bed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just Jackson saying it's a risk. Well, like, I'm just saying, I like we're all expecting this this massive pro day, but we've never seen anything like this before as Cincinnati fans, right? We've never seen six guys at, at the at the the senior day, and then eight guys hypothetically at the combine. Even though Brian didn't participate, he still got measured and did interviews and all that stuff. Like generally, Cincinnati pro day is. One, two, this is the only chance you get to see these guys. So, so you're thinking it might be guys, it'd probably just be guys that are looking to either maybe sneak into that last round or put some stuff out there for What did Des Ritter, Alec Pierce, huh. Sauce, Kobe, what do they have to gain that they haven't already experienced in the process? Because they've been so heavily involved in every step of the process. What do they have to gain but, by pro day? Well, 56 uh, degrees on the uh, 24th. Uh, okay, 56? see, there you go. 56. According 56. to the Farmer's Almanac? Well, that's according to weather.com. <laughs> oh, all right. I mean, that's not warm. That's not like. No, you're right. It's not warm. I mean, it's. I'd wear shorts, but you're right. It's not warm. Hamstrings don't love 56, Ed. No, they don't. I can tell you that for a fact. So, I mean, it might just be, I mean, you're probably going to look at the guys that are, you know, just trying to, you know, make a, a, a practice squad somewhere. Or well, you're going to have like Curtis Brooks and Marcus Brown and, you know, like a, that secondary group of guys that are Royer. like the stars. Well, yeah. <laughs> Royer's going to make more than everybody not named Dez and Sauce. That's Probably my prediction. He's an engineer. Um, right. Would Michael Young participate in that, you think? Yeah, for sure. Okay. Do I think the the stars are going to be like – do I think it's going to be this star-studded show that everybody's expecting? No, I don't. I think, I think this, those guys have already put on tape what they have to put on tape. We're all still kind of new to actually having guys at the combine and for them to just show out the way they did. We're right. def we're definitely not accustomed to that. So this is all uncharted territory. It's kind of like when the Alabama fans are like, "Hey, act like you've been there before." Uh, hey, we 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 have it. We haven't. I don't know. Very new. Very new. Since you're here, Chad, we already asked Aaron um, what his takeaways were from spring practice since he was there. And since I saw you diligently taking notes, stand next to Justin Williams, uh, what were your, uh, what were any of your top takeaways? Um, yesterday, can, like, Ben Bryant was electric. I used he that made word. like four or five throws yesterday that just, like your eyes popped. Um, 
And Evan Prater's been good. You know, we talked about this yesterday. Like, it's not like Evan's been, like, has struggled. Evan has been really good. And they were both about the same on day one. Day two, Ben made some throws that were different. Like, he hit Nick Mardner on the sidelines for, like, 28 yards. Like, dropped it right in the basket on a corner route. He hit... Tyler Scott for a 50-yard touchdown, like safety over the top, corner in coverage, trailing, <coughs> ball hits him <coughs> right in his <coughs> hands. This is where you guys filibuster while Chad's having a coughing fit. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, You're yeah, saying, uh... these are all the things that I told you he said. Electric, I even used that word. He was He was really good. Now – as I told Aaron, and as we talked about on the BBP, where this is going to get interesting is does Evan Prater like kick into that next gear? Like I'm not letting him pull away from me, right? Like, so if they're both right here and then Ben does a little of this, does Evan do this? Which right? has to be everything that the staff wanted bringing. Right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But- I, I seem to remember you guys both talking about uh, practices that were occurring between, like, leading up to the, the Cotton Bowl that Evan had a couple of practices in there where he looked better than you'd seen him look before. But it wasn't consistent. Right. Well. But, like, he had he had a couple days that were like, damn, Evan is on fire. And then the next day, he would be off. And, and what you need to see, like, if you're going to be the guy – it's got to be, you know, at least two out of every three days, right? It right. can't be one out of every four, one out of every five. And how much can be attributed to, I mean, we talked about this a little bit earlier, but you're here now. So uh, with with Bryant, like he, so he's, he played here. He started for a full season last oh. year. Evans had, yeah, he's had practices. No. But very, very limited game time. Ben looks different from when he left. Okay. Like, so that's a, that's a measurement I can make because right. I saw Ben for before he know, left a thousand snaps before he left. And then you saw him after he had and, a full season now starting I'm seeing him like beginning to see him after he's had a full season starting somewhere else. The conviction that he was stepping into throws was different. It looked different than what we had seen in the past. He's always had the arm. Right. right? Like, from the day he got to campus, he's always had a rocket. Right. But he's stepping into throws with confidence and making those throws in tight windows to receivers that are, like, and that that's the other thing that's really weird on how to judge this, right? Almost all of these guys have caught passes from Ben Bryant before this year. And if you really like think about it, Tyler Scott, Trey Tucker, Jaden Thompson, all those guys were second team guys, right? When Ben left, they were on the second team with Ben, right? Lenny Taylor, yeah. like he has this rapport with the guys that are now at the top of the roster that you don't. 
because of the way it played out, it's you don't think situation. about. It. Yeah, it's a wild yeah, you don't situation. like you just don't you don't you don't think like well, you know Ben was always running the twos, and these were the twos, and then Ben left for a year, and when he comes back, now these are the ones, and, and he already has, yep. and he's potentially the one. He's already got, you know, a a, a rapport, a connection with them that. It, it, like when you think of transfer quarterback, that's <laughs> it doesn't that's happen him. this way, right? So it's fascinating. Like it, it's so interesting. It's so like it, so unusual, but it's so much fun to get to see how this battle. Like I'm, I'm, I'm got to be there tomorrow at you know bright and early. And I can't wait to see does Evan step up step up tomorrow and answer what Ben did on Monday. And we're gonna be doing this all the way through Camp Higher Ground in August. So Jeff brought up an interesting question early on. And now that you're here, maybe you can answer it better than I did, even. Um probably. Do, do you think Luke shows his hand prior to Arkansas? Nah. I don't either. It doesn't make sense. Why would he? He's exactly. Have to. exactly. Yeah. But we talked. We talked through. Do that I think we talked... we'll know? Yeah. Do I think Luke will say this is my starting quarterback? Like at any point, I have no idea why he would. Why not prepare? Well, or well, or we, even. I would say we talked through it earlier, where you know, you, this isn't uh, necessarily a situation where you've got, say, two pocket passers or you know, right. one guy that can, one guy that that's a dual threat. Kind of, you, you've got this. You got this separation, so you're going to make Arkansas game plan for both. Uh, right. As long as it's not something where like it's like super obvious kind of thing um, mm-hmm. coming they're, out. They're not uh, going to know. How would they well, know? Well, no one's going to know. No How would they know? know. No you're right. Know. It is the first game of the year. No um, know. They might know. You never I know. Think you know. <laughs> Stop asking that question, Ed. I think um, you know, Jeff. But then we brought up the fact, Chad, that it would be probably easier um, if, you know, say to implement a package for Evan where, you know, Ben Bryant takes the majority of the snaps and then there's some packages for, for Evan to run um, as a this dual threat kind of quarterback. Uh, the other question I had that you might be able to answer better than Aaron is how many years does Evan have left? Because I know we have like a, we had like a red shirt year and then we had a COVID year. We got so... <laughs> Does Evan has three? four, Ben have two. Ben has two. Okay. So they both redshirted in the non-COVID year. Nailed it. And then they have the COVID year. So that gives If they you choose six. to use it. Got it. Yes. Now, there's a, a large majority of people that have no interest in being in college for six years. Right. If they don't have to. Like, I would've, I would've the been. funny thing is, a lot of times the guys we've seen – that have, that have wanted to do the six-year, like uh, Garrett Campbell. He was going to med school. He was going to be in college for, like, 12 years to begin with. So why not? <laughs> so why not? You know, why not get another year paid? You know, Kurt like, Kreischer did it. He was not on scholarship. Ed. Nor was there COVID. Oh, that's fair. He uh, had plenty of diseases. COVID was not one of them. <laughs> I think this seems like a perfect time to switch gears since we've been talking about football for an hour and a half now. We do need to touch on the fact that the AAC tournament basketball 
starts tomorrow. No, yeah, no. Thursday. Thursday. Sorry, I'm ahead of myself. Well, I mean, we're almost, mid- we're almost at midnight. Your, we're almost at midnight. Together. It's fine. Get your shit together. It's fine. Everything's fine. He has a solid point. So, you see, drops to the the, eight, the, the roof claim court war. This oh yeah, a, man. Roof, co- roof claim dot com. This is not the bracket. This is a uh, uh, a fan poll on who has the best home court advantage. And the controversy is that Wichita State and Cincinnati actually faced off. Cincinnati won the poll and uh, roofclaim.com advanced Wichita State, even though Cincinnati won the poll. That's what this is about. That's Really? You, yeah. you, you did pull up a, a, a different bracket there, Ed. I was like, what is going on? Like, they renamed the AAC tournament <laughs> the RoofClaim.com Court War. So remember, RoofClaim.com showed up two years ago when they when UC hosted Tulsa. And it was for the, every, all it over was the every, field. All over the field. They, right. put it on they the covered field. all the numbers. Yeah. Every, yeah. There were some people who took issue with them covering the numbers that yeah. are, like, above the Bearcat layer. Below. Yeah. Are they ever going to add more numbers, Chad? That's up to John Cunningham and TBD? the athletic staff. Yeah. TBD, I don't right? work in that department. I don't work in that department. Hurry up and wait. That's not Chad's department. Do you have Do you have the actual bracket somewhere, Ed? Or I just found it. Hold on. <laughs> what are we holding on to? In the actual being, bracket. Ed, Ed being the second best producer in the I'm league. holding on to the actual bracket. Like, am I I am I hanging from it? Am I Chad? That'd be enough from you. What, what am I doing with <laughs> there, the actual Ed, bracket? There Ed, we go. Ed's awful spicy tonight. He is. All right. I, I blame so, it on the soccer meeting. <laughs> the soccer meeting where he was named the head coach of FCC. <laughs> soccer meeting wasn't bad. Couldn't do any worse than the assholes that are already there. John Rothstein keeps getting bigger. I don't know what yeah. you're doing, but John Rothstein keeps getting bigger. Come on, Ed. We got to do something other than John Rothstein. Uh, UC what? East Carolina, 1 o'clock Thursday. Jesus Christ. The 8-9. Yeah. Chad, you, you've watched this team closer than anybody. I have. So, Cincinnati's playing East Carolina. What's happening? Cincinnati's playing East Carolina. They are. And go. <laughs> Good job, Ed. Hey. I, I know we, we, we've, we've talked about it a little bit on the BVP. We've talked about it a little bit, and I don't know if we talked about it on Nightcap yet. Um, but Not you, you, you brought up on the BVP that it's hard to beat a team three times, blah, blah, blah. It's East Carolina. Uh, yeah. the, team that, the team that wins the first two is successful two-thirds of the time. Generally, like it, it, historically, when it comes to conference tournaments, if you win the first two, you're sixty-seven percent likely to win the third one. With this um, game not being in ECU, it's not in Cincinnati. It's really not. Well, remember the game in Cincinnati? They were up by thirty. I do, and I then I try not to. No, I do. Oh, I do. Okay, I, um, I, I do. Uh, they came back and cut it to like eight or ten or whatever um the question like uh, my question is yes it is it is difficult to beat a three a team three times 
how difficult is it for one guy that's not like your star player to have like 25, 30 points three times? Because Vance Jackson dominated Cincinnati. And my wife is staring at me. So I'll let you guys talk about the point I just made, and I'll be back in a second. Bye, Chad. Solid point that you just made. <laughs> Vance Jackson did. He, he had some gains. So, you know, say, say you cut Vance Jackson out of the equation, does East Carolina have the bench to fill that void? No. Uh, and I think some of it is going to also be um, – This seems this seems for the first time in a month and a half – actually had rest they had actually had, re- they had they had rest they, they had um, a, t- I, a chance I, to reset and actually I, put some plays together you know people are talking about like why haven't they adjusted when well they were one we talked about it last week they were one of two teams or something like that to play 12 games in february that's crazy in a I mean, 28 day month they they and some of that was because they were forced to make up games in the AAC that you, other teams weren't forced to make up. You know who wasn't forced to make up games? Wichita Jeff? State. Wichita, Wichita State. ECU. And, and then it went. It went to a what a, a winning percentage or some nonsense. Hey, I, that, I, that's I, the I, same. That's the same reason why the why the referees start blowing whistle in the second half of the game last week is because that, we're, that was leaving, atrocious. we're leaving. We're leaving. The AAC and they don't like us. I mean, no, that 19, doesn't have anything to do with that. Ed. <laughs> Nineteen fouls in the second half. Here's what it has to do with. Well, I'm serious. I well, get where you're coming from, and, I, and I'm not saying you're completely wrong. Th- there may where be some conspiracy. Where I'm coming from is SMU is as on the bubble as you can get. If SMU makes the NCAA tournament, then the American Athletic Conference gets a tournament share. And a tournament share is like $600,000. If Cincinnati beats SMU Thursday, SMU is off the bubble. They're not getting in. On the outside. We don't, we don't play SMU They're, Thursday. Last, last Thursday, Thursday, Ed. During oh, that was. The, yeah, that was last Thursday. I'm sorry. I thought it was last Wednesday. The game we're talking me. about. I thought it was last Wednesday. I'm sorry. They played Houston on Tuesday, SMU on Thursday. If. If SMU loses to Cincinnati, SMU is out of the tournament. If SMU is out of the tournament, outside of winning the conference tournament, then the conference is out six hundred thousand dollars. And now I've seen that. Now I've seen that uh, that that uh, Memphis has moved in with. They're in by, by their. Uh, they beat the piss out of Houston. Oh, if Houston, I. I said it the other day. If Houston plays, so let's let's say UC beats East Carolina. If Houston plays the way they did against Memphis, against and I know that Memphis is kind of rising. Uh, well. I, I I think UC. I mean UC stuck with them for what three quarters of the game. Memphis on Tuesday. Houston. Uh, Houston. They stuck with them for a half. Half. And then as soon as the second half opened, like here's the thing. I, I've said this a million times talking about this season. Styles make fights. The style that Houston plays is a difficult fight for Cincinnati. Houston. What, foul 7,000 times and only get called for like. Right. Attack the offensive glass, foul a thousand times, Fabian be physical, be aggressive. Like those issues, like Cincinnati has a problem with that. Um, 
like SMU is a great matchup for Cincinnati because SMU is small. Their guards are small. Like they're not uh, an overly long, like Memphis is a long athletic. Well, we talked about that at the beginning of the year that, that yeah. these long teams were going to cause issues for UC. Because we about that from the beginning. Guards. Yeah, we talked about SMU, that. From... SMU also has small guards. So Cincinnati kind of survives it a little bit. As long as Abdullah Do isn't called on some bullshit calls, but Whoa. that mm-hmm. you see got think... cheated in that game. Like I, you will never convince me otherwise when you watch that game back. Forty UC got cheated, Free but I was told I was wrong. Thirty in the second half. Wrong about what? I was told the only reason why we lost that game is because um... Ed gets into internet battles. He. he, yeah. he the, because David DeJulius shot that three uh, late. He didn't need to shoot the three, but he shot the three, and that's the reason why we lost. That is his best shot. He that, was wide open. That dribble got, into a step back yeah. for a wide open look is his shot. That's he what got, he does. He also got fouled on that layup. Like, I mean, At the rim. There was a, yeah. There's a little oh, but bit. Nathan of, told me. Nathan told me because he's coached a couple basketball games. That Oh, that was when you had the fight with. With former basketball coach, whatever Nathan Dilt, I think. There, there's there's a little bit of Ed Brendel in all of us. <laughs> he told me that's the reason why, and he put that on Twitter. And Ed screen Ed screenshotted it and saved it just in case someday down the line he has to bring that screenshot out. I didn't, but I'm going back to. <laughs> So Aaron, how do you see this tournament playing out? Where do you where do you see the uh Well, so I I, I have to think that we're gonna beat East Carolina. One way or the yeah. other, especially with all the time off, I have to think we're gonna beat East Carolina. That said, okay. I don't think Houston's gonna bring their A game. They run seven deep, and what do they need to win this tournament for? They why would you to. why would you expend all of your energy and not take the extra days off before the actual tournament? Here's the thing, though. They're going to want to win a game. I understand. And that's the hard part. They're going to want to win a game. Cincinnati beats East Carolina. I think they lose. They lose, they lose in the closest game they've had. In two years, three years. In two years to Houston, but they still lose. Let's say a miracle happens and UC gets by Houston. Temple takes them out. Nah. They get to Temple a third time, they'll be Temple. You think? Yeah, but they're not getting to a Temple a third time, so it's because it'll be I, it'll be I'm UC never have to be proven right or wrong in this scenario because it's never going to happen. <laughs> it'll be so UC, UC Tulane in the quarterfinals, <laughs> in the semifinals. Anything is possible. Anything is possible. But, Thanks, but really, I well, I think the bottom half of the bracket. I was going to say, what happens in the bottom half of the bracket here? Is a nightmare. Yeah, like I don't well, want to be anybody down there. I don't. I don't know if Wichita even beats Tulsa. If I'm being completely honest, you're gonna get. It's gonna be SMU Memphis in the semis. I I think. I I honestly really? think like the way Memphis played Houston the other night. I think I think that they win this tournament. I do too. And it makes me it. sick to think about that, but yeah, I think they win this sick. tournament. They have the most way. talent. It's not close. You're, you. And, and with and the thing is, is like if 
So let's say Houston makes the championship game from the top, which I think everybody probably expects them to. That's a lot of games pretty close together in a row for a team that for doesn't have a lot of depth. Seven man rotation. I wouldn't be surprised to see Temple or Tulane take out Houston in the second in the in the in the semifinals. I really wouldn't. Especially if it's after a, a, a pretty tight game with UC. Yeah, I mean Houston at that point in time, like they've done all they need to do. Like, yeah. Maybe they're not only have seven the, uh, deep. They've got it. They're coming back at noon the next day, one o'clock the next day, or well, three p.m. the next day, I guess. Like, eh, I don't think they're playing it, for a whole lot. Why does this keep it? Could also, it could also it it could also be. It looks like it's ESPN too. It could also be. <laughs> or is it you? No, the the UCECU game it's, is ESPNU. I, you get yes! ESPNU now, Ed. Right? Yes. Yes. Ed's got I thought Ed had a month of uh of YouTube TV. He had three days. Oh. Well, no, you better get three in. months, find, isn't it? Find another credit card, no. find another You better another find email another address. email address, buddy. Um <laughs> they charge me? I don't know, Ed. Um did you catch I, I I think though that maybe maybe Houston does try to you know I mean obviously they're not gonna go out and just purposely lose, but I it's kind of a good warm up to see, you know, the way they they react to where they're going to end up in the uh, in the big tournament because that one doesn't get any easier with rest. Yeah, I mean, but you don't want what I, what I don't think Houston wants. Like you go three games in three days with seven guys. Yeah, you're yeah. in trouble when you get to Thursday of the NCAA tournament. Like, and the American is the last game. With the with the with the travel from from the AAC well, they're, they're tournament just going to Dallas to, to Houston. Uh, like they're not going far, right? Like it's it's a pretty quick trip back to Houston. Even uh, even no, Dallas, I mean I mean Dallas to where Memphis isn't far. I, I mean to wherever they What's end up. That have to do in, with anything? Wherever they end up in the bracket. Yeah, what I'm saying is they don't like Sunday after the game. They don't have to travel far to get back home. Two weeks. But I, I was just saying more like the the travel from. The AAC tournament, obviously, if you go three days in a row, you finish that one out, and like you said, it's the last game on, what is that, Sunday? Yeah. Last right game before, on Sunday. It's the last game before the bracket's revealed. And then the bracket gets revealed, and so if they make it there, obviously, I think they'd probably get a more favorable location, possibly. There's no guarantee of that. But there's no guarantee of that either. Um, but the possibility is better that you get a better location, right, if you're higher seed. Potentially, I guess if not, you're a, if, if you're, you're a top four seed, if you're a protected seed, I don't think they're going to be a protected seed. I think they're going to get screwed because if you look at their resume, yeah, it That's ain't true. great. I did hear a lot of people that started bringing up their uh, their resume, and obviously, I haven't really looked. You know, at we it talked about now. for like three years the American Athletic Conference team gets like bumped two seed lines. Houston's getting bumped two seed lines. Like if they're supposed to be a four, they're going to be a six. Without if they're a, supposed to be a five, they're going to be a seven. Without a great win, yeah, I mean, it doesn't make mm -hmm. sense, right? I mean, they beat up on the teams that they're that their are, biggest win is SMU. They beat and up SMU on the teams they're the supposed to, team. and then they, I mean, they they got absolutely dominated by Memphis the other day. Yeah, I mean, it it, it was it was like they hung, they, hung four, they hung forty nine on them in the first half. Yeah, on a team that's averaging giving up like fifty two points in a game or something crazy like that. It, it, they're they're going to be a, at least a seed or probably two lower than people expect, even if they win the conference tournament. 
I still think Memphis wins the conference. All right, Ed. I think it's time to take the tournament bracket down. I think it's time to switch gears with the last 15 minutes we have here because I don't want to go over two hours, really. Uh, the Bengals. They put a franchise tag on Jesse Bates. Your thoughts? Of course they did. I don't think I'm – I mean, I'm not upset about it. Why Why wouldn't you, I guess, is, is my question. Right. Ed, anything? Nothing? Yesterday's price isn't today's price. All right, so you went with the retweet. Congratulations. Thanks, Ed. I mean, my, my theory on it is, I mean, wait until after free agency. Wait until – I mean, you got to the middle of July. Right, so you you wait you wait till after the draft. You wait till after free agency. After you, you see what you got left, and then that's what you got left. And if you can't resign him, you can't resign him. You know, you get one more year out of him, and if he chooses to, he'd still be on a contract year, so he's still going to be playing his ass off. Right, and, and like you know, we've said before, but like you know, the grass isn't always greener. So TJ Husmanzato will tell you that all day long. No. It, and, I, and I'm not saying he's not worth keeping around. Agreed. But at this point, there are there are bigger holes that need to be filled, and we need to have the maximum flexibility there. Well, let's and, think about this. Let's... And we're going to know in probably a week and a half what that's going to look like. Let's, let's take a step back for a second. And knowing, and I will say, I'll preface this with saying there's a ton of money coming from the NFL TV deals in the next five years, a ton of money coming. So all of all of the salary caps will be significantly different five years from now. That said, do you want a top five safety, top five paid safety in the league on your books, along with Joe Burrow, who comes up in, he's eligible for an extension in two years after this season. Is it two years from? Is it two years from now or two years from after? Well, he's, he's under control for five years as a Correct. first round pick. But you're going to want to extend him well before that. So you're looking at potentially having him on the books as a top five paid quarterback, along with Jesse Bates as a top five paid safety, along with Joe Mixon, who at the time was a top five paid running back, along with Jamar Chase coming along that same timeline. So you want to get Jesse Bates done if you're if Jesse Bates is in your long term plans, you want to get him done now so you Correct. can front load the contract. Correct. So what their actions will tell us in July, by July, you got to have yeah. him. And it, so well, either I think Rudy either they Johnson's want him, the last person that they've extended under the tag in 2005. If you want him in your long term plans, you extend him. You front load the contract while you have the money. And, yeah, and and by the time he gets to the, the like year three or year four, his cap hit isn't nearly as impactful, so you can take care of those other guys. A bit more team friendly. Well, I'm- or or it's the Bengals. They don't value safety. They tag him. They see what twenty twenty two looks like, and let you either walk. tag him again or you let him walk. 12, 12, 9 is not a big deal. Like that's the that was or 12, 12, 9, 12 something was the safety tag. I agree. That, it's not a big deal. No, 18, no. 18, if he's going to be the highest paid safety, is $18 million a year. That's a big my, deal. My question is why would you make him the highest paid safety? 
when in the regular season, I don't believe he was the best safety. Because the, for the entirety of the 2020 season, he was the best safety. And for the 2021 playoffs, agreed. I was he was the highest rated player in the playoffs. In, in the playoffs, he was phenomenal. There is no question about that. But can you find a guy who can do both? Do both. Regular season and postseason. So 2020, he, he was the highest rated safety in the NFL in the regular season. A year ago, yes. Okay, and we also have talked to Austin Gale, who is an expert at this at Pro Football Focus. Who will and be he, on the show with us tomorrow night, by the way. On Yeah, Thursday night, yes. We're going Thursday. BCJ pod. See, it's hard. It's, it's easy to do that. It's easy to do that. You're right. It days well, But what Austin Gale has talked about with me, like I had him on when I was covering for Mo, an off-ball safety, so much of his grade is reliant on how much the ball comes his way. And the ball didn't come his way a lot in the regular season. When it did, he wasn't nearly as good as he was in 2020, right? But teams weren't picking on Jesse Bates this past season. Because they knew. Because they knew. And when it so, came his way his in the playoffs, and when it came his way in the playoffs, he made every – I mean, I, I don't – I every can't Every play. There, I don't think there was a play. He, and not only did he make a play, make a play on the ball, he made the best, right. <laughs> the, the best play that you can right. make on the ball, right? I mean, the the play the play in Kansas City is hands down one of the the best plays I've probably ever seen. They don't. Up. They're not in the Super Bowl if Jesse Bates doesn't make that play. No, that's gonna that that's about to be a, a field goal, and the Bengals are walking off. Yeah, we made it to the championship, and we came back, but we didn't close the deal. Right. Whereas he tips the ball back. Obviously, got guys there that are ready for it, but he made the play. I I think I think a deal gets done. I think it gets done after. Like I said, I think you know you tag him now. You see what you got to spend to fix the, the offensive line and maybe some other spots, whatever. And then you look at him and you say, this is what we can do. This is our best offer. And Have you like, have you done the exercise that, that Paul and Jay put up? No. Where you start no. spending the money and you see, guess what? It's ugly when you start doing it. It's ugly. Well, because th- everybody the thinks thing. they have this like unlimited amount of money to spend. Just because and they have them. once you start spending the money... It spends very fast. They have a lot of money. They do. Yes. But it spends to, to, very fast. More more than but any playoff team. More than any playoff team, and I think the fifth most overall. Sure. But Once like you, you said, said when you, to to fill to fill the slots they need to fill with the players that they need to fill it with, it the money goes away pretty quick. Say so say so you sign a Ryan Jensen, all of a sudden you're out thirty million between a safety and a center. And that's 30 of your 40, 47, I think, is what you and, have available. And, I, and that's, I've had that's, without, that's, of course, without cutting a Trey Hopkins or a Trey Waynes or anything like that. And maybe maybe some of that stuff happens, but the way So you looks, still spent 30 of 54, and you only have $24 million to spend after you've only locked up two players. I will say that the Bengals, of late, of, of the last two years, have made excellent 
like sure. that that mid tier signing. They have they have found the guys to fill the gaps in that mid tier signing, and that's what has got them into the Super Bowl. But can they continue that? Well, remember, everybody thought if this team was going to have any success, it was going to be offense. The offense was average at best in the playoffs. The spending they did on defense got them to the Super Bowl. Oh, absolutely. And you got to think, you know, you look at the you look at the defense and you think about some, you know, you're going to get a side back is is he going to is what he did in the in the his limited time in the in the preseason going right. to really show up in in the regular season? I I well, said he was going to be the steal of the draft, and then obviously we didn't really get to see right. anything out of that. Um, Another concern you have, though, with the Bengals is the fact that they don't put money in escrow like pretty much every other team in the NFL does. So you have to find a guy who's okay, like a Trey Hendrickson, that is okay being paid differently than every other team in the NFL does, putting that money into escrow. And that's where things get dicey if you will well like i said we're gonna a free agency opens up on what the 14th i believe um 16th maybe maybe the the tampering period is over by the 14th and then the actual free agency date opens up on on the 16th i'm not i'm not sure i i have radio on the 16th and for some reason i think that's the day I could so, be wrong. you might be a busy man that day yeah uh, Ed, you're on mute. Yep, I just realized that. Thank you. You're welcome. Hi, Ed. Hey, nobody. Hey. How's it going? Did you have something you were trying to contribute? No, no. I was just saying, busy, busy man. <laughs> that's that's what I do. Busy, busy man. <laughs> I just love you so much. Are you Remember. mocking me, Ed? No. So it looks like yes, the I guess the the tampering. Are you filling up on me? Whoa, tampering, t- is it tampering that ends on the fourteenth? And then <laughs> looks like the uh, at uh, so March March fourteenth to the sixteenth during this period, beginning at noon, they can negotiate. Clubs are permitted to contact and enter into contract negotiations with certified agents of players who become unrestricted free agents upon the expiration of their twenty twenty one player contracts at four p.m on march 16th during the above two-day negotiating period so yeah boy both sort of right no no chad was all the way right you were you were sort of right i was sort of right so starting on the 14th they they can start talking to people and i'm sure it i mean that'll probably be out there who they're talking to i mean it's gonna get leaked through some sources who ah shit we won't be able to believe until uh, oh. no prospective unrestricted free agent is permitted to execute contract with the new club until 4 p.m. New York time on March 16th. So I'm in the 17th and the 18th. Oh, so you get the that's aftermath. Actually, that's that works actually out. the good stuff, right? Yeah, that, like, that is because well, that's where you get the intermediate stuff because right. all the big all the big guys are already be worked out. But you yeah. you might have to. You might hit the intermediate stuff. And actually what it is, is it, it Mo takes the first two days of the NCAA tournament off. Can you so blame him? I have to I have to work the first two days of the NCAA is he tournament. Taking off, is he taking off or is he working? No, he's off. Mo's, Mo's going to be out uh, consuming. Partaking copious, in debauchery. C- copious amounts of debauchery. 
Well, well, I you say uh, debauchery, but he's a, a dad. Like he's going to be just drinking hand and cigar in the other hand, and that's it. It's not debauchery. No, he's going to leave the wife with the kid, and he's going to be out with his buddies watching the first two days of the NCAA tournament. Well, it's not. It's not like he's going to Vegas and partying it up. Like he might. I don't know. He's done it before. His kid's old. His kid's like four or five years old now. Like you. So you're going to have an awfully fun day on the 17th, I think. Yeah, I think so. I think there'll I'm be a lot of like good, good, uh, good content and probably and, speculation, and, and maybe a couple signings to talk about. And plus, like the transfer portal is going to be wide open at that point. I'm Why? sure we're going to have we're going to have conversations about you know Bearcats leaving, Bearcats coming in. Who's next? Yeah, depending on what Xavier does uh, tomorrow. Nothing. They they might be in the middle of the transfer process. Like, yeah, I mean. With, with their coach, <laughs> <laughs> hands up! Don't shoot. Ed, you can't. You can't Ed fire is, a guy who's funding, whose dad is funding a practice facility, though, right? Uh, I don't know. Depends if the check is already cleared or not, right? <laughs> Ed, I love how your brother is just ashamed to put your last name up there. It's just hey, Greg. Hey, Greg, you feel you feel real good about X right now, Greg? You feel nah. real good? Come on, bro. Shut the fuck up. Nah, <laughs> nah. Whoa, it got spicy at the end. Jesus Christ. <laughs> nah, bro, nah. Nah, bro, nah, nah. You don't feel good. Hey, since we have two minutes and 30 seconds left here before we go past the time that Aaron set. Baseball. Um, yeah, what do, we, what do we feel about banning of the shift? Well... Okay with it. I'm, I'm, well, I'm really it. excited about how big, okay. how much bigger. I was hoping these, that there was going to be a nice, maybe are, a nice. The bag sizes are very different. I, I, I think like, I thought I the mean, bag size that they were at, extending was like, short stops are going to hate it. it. As you get older, bag size they get bigger. But short, I was, is it, it? I thought it was just third, third, and and first that were going to be. Hold on, like, hold on, hold on. Great, you Travis Steele is in year four. You haven't made the NCAA tournament. You've lost five of six. You're on a fucking bubble again. And and you feel better about X than people feel about UC? Shut the fuck up. Dude. Shut the fuck up. Get the fuck he, out of here. This, this is like the Limp Biscuit Method Man song over here. <laughs> Jesus. He does have his hat backwards. And, and, and together. Chad is so fired up and I love it. Um... But no, the, 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 you know why? You know why? Bag they, size. Back you know, talking wait about a minute. You know, you know why? You know why? The they short stops are going to hate it, right? Because trying to turn two from that, like from the the other side, like that's a weird angle to try and and take on something that you haven't. Been did you see? A, did to. you see a mock up, Aaron? Yeah, they had yes. it. On, it was on Twitter. Hold on, I'm looking uh, for it. I, I did not see that part. I the only thing I had heard about in the past, and I I just kind of glanced over because baseball makes me angry right now, but. I thought it was just the like the extension of third base and and hey, hey Greg, first base how many in the final fours has Xavier made in the last thirty years? The same number they've made in the history of the program: zero, zero final fours. Banners on the Parkway. There's no banners. You don't hang banners for being a piece of shit. You hang banners for final fours and championships, and Xavier doesn't have any. Get out, Ed. Tell your brother get out. 
Ban his ass. <laughs> I can't ban him. He's like the only one listening to us You're right now. Football school now. <laughs> You're... <laughs> Speaking of that, how's Kansas football team you know, doing? You know, They're you know, not winning you know, anything. You know, you know who should let it go? Xavier and Travis Steele. Let it go. Let it go. I think, is Thad Mata available anywhere? Oh, um, Sean Miller. They're beating their meat for Sean Miller right now. Chris, Chris Max available again. <laughs> oh, the, end of this, the end of this is just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I had to. All right. It was, it was so, so good. Such when I was, low when I, when I, fruit. When I brought up baseball, so when I so there easy. it is. There, there's oh my the god! That's, that's, what? That's what I'm saying. Like that's not going to be easy yeah. for a shortstop to turn when he's accustomed to the smaller bag. That's like I understood. I understood. So if you see over on the right side, like where the the first base is extended into foul territory, I understood when they talked about that lessening the the uh injuries of people sliding in yada 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 i don't understand why you make second base bigger all of the bags would be that size no. it's a big bag i, I think first base is I mean, going to look like that where it's extended into foul territory the infielders are going to love it because they've got a bigger area to turn a double play on you just got to watch where your feet like you're accustomed to well, you had to do that before i mean and then you're talking to the new bag but then you're also talking, you know, what is that? Probably an inch, inch and a half. Either way, uh, for slide for slide, sliding yeah. in for stealing where, a base. Are they gonna? Mm-hmm. Are we gonna see a lot more running? How many? How many? We haven't seen change. running in years. Should we bring back Billy Hamilton? Ricky Henderson no. is still killing it for career bags ever. Like that doesn't make sense. Greg, I, Greg you don't want this smoke. <laughs> Greg, you I don't want this, this smoke. He wants Greg, a segment to defend himself. You don't want this smoke, bro. Greg, take it to Twitter. <laughs> take it to, <laughs> take it to, take it to I, I would, I would guess there's a 95% chance I have Greg blocked on Twitter. Uh, probably not. You want to back? No, he's, he's got his account locked up. You'd have to actually follow him <laughs> to see his tweets. He's got it on lock. Can't imagine why. Oh, there's lots of people that that don't have the balls to say something to me in person. They put their account on private and then talk shit about me. You one of those, Greg? You one of those? <laughs> All right. Moving on. The only reason I brought up baseball was to say, UC, Indiana, didn't go well for UC. They did drop to Indiana 7-0 tonight. Oh. oh they they playing, they've been playing well. 7-0. Dude, been great. That, that, one, that one hurt tonight. But this Walked thing, off Ohio State? I think I, Indiana didn't score or didn't have – Indiana didn't have a hit. Chad, for their first five runs. Chad, I want Googans on this podcast. I think this is a good I format. On this show. I, I think I think Googans here. I, I think that one works. I who Googans used to make coach that. for? I almost reached out to Gentle today. Yeah, he left for the you know he left for the minor leagues for the big leagues. Hey, zing! Almost reached out to Gentle today to see if he'd hop on with us tonight, but I didn't. So. If Gentle's listening, you have an open invitation. Let us know they've, when you want to hop. They've on. been putting, they've been, they've been uh, packing the stadium down there. Hey. Yeah, it's been some fun game. It's been some fun I, baseball to leave, watch. Leaving practice on Saturday, the the, the like yeah. packed. It was packed, packed it was house, packed over I mean, two thousand again. Well, I was going to say well, it's it, was, been like, it was almost seventy degrees, and they're doing doubleheader on Saturday, right? I mean, but it's still yeah. fantastic to see 
Yeah. I, I want to see them get an actual name on the stadium because I think that's a necessary evil. That was getting point. annoying during the broadcast. Um, I, I don't like UC Baseball Stadium. I, I think we got to figure out. The somebody, Uke. Somebody get a hold of Uke. The Uke. He's got a brewery now. Like He's got some money coming in. Figure he's, it out. He's slinging up the The problem brews. is they can't. I think because it's in California, they can't send the brews here and sell them. Fine. You still got open some extra up, cash flow. Up, Put your name saddle. on the stadium. Oh, open it's easy to spend location. somebody else's money, isn't it, Aaron? Yes, absolutely. Every time. He's spending <laughs> he spent the Bengals right. money. He's spending. That's another episode of Part of the Punctuation. As <laughs> oh. always, thank you to Chad Brendel for hopping in with us. You never know what it's going to bring. Greg, good luck. Um, but for my co-host, Jeff Howell, for the self-proclaimed best producer, I think I'm coming at you, Ed, um, especially with you being late. I am Aaron Smith. This was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. We'll see you what, next Tuesday. What happened to 15 seconds? Oh, just trying to get – oh, did you have – did you have the – you had the wrestling? I mean, I, I yeah, I kind of. Okay, okay you, well, you, fire wait, it out there yeah, then, Ed. seconds. Let's go. Here we go. You didn't All have right. it last week. Five, so, four, oh. three, two, one. Shut the fuck up, Greg. <laughs> you, got, you got your second count? Okay. No. So, two big things. Um, so, AEW Revolution was this weekend, and CM Punk took on MF, uh, MJF. And uh, I'll tell you what, the buildup to that fight was freaking amazing. There was some emotional buildup. And then uh, last Wednesday, before Revolution happened, um, you thought that MJF had a heart for a little bit. And then he attacked CM Punk and just bloodied the hell out of him. It was, it was just, the buildup was great. So this was a dog collar match in the middle of the match. They, so CM Punk came back with came out with his old, like the way he was when he first came into the WWF. Played AFI as his his theme music. And uh, from what WWE. I saw, yeah, thank you. So from what I saw of the highlights, it was an amazing match. Um, I can't wait to walk, go back and watch it. Um, also, big news that happened last night, uh, Kevin Owen um, has now, he, he challenged Stone Cold Steve Austin to a fight at WrestleMania, and, and apparently Stone Cold Steve Austin has accepted. Wait, you don't, nothing on, like, didn't William Regal show up to AEW? Ed, yeah, I was just trying to get that. Ed, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you out with your whole little AEW segment. AEW is going to be dropping a video game. Are you in? Like maybe what, maybe maybe my stepbrother will be in it. He's done like Make he's him. been a jobber for AEW. Like he might be in Make it. Him. Can't wait until the summer when we're struggling for content and we get Chad's brother-in-law on. Do you no stepbrother? Did you know he was the one that did the 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 chili? Like he Challenge was the first him. one to chop yeah. the chili in his beard and yeah. all. Did he he put out new shirts? You know he's he's, he's Lord Crew, right? Right. He put out shirt, shirts chugging the chili and and, and, and labeled it Crew Day. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good I've got one. them. I've got them around here somewhere. Like a, 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 the, the, We have a couple of the Crew Day shirts. We can have him as a guest on the show, Ed. I, we've talked about this multiple times. I know, but you just never have told me like just, you're ready for it. We're, we're getting to the summer. Summer yeah. is coming. When there's content, especially if baseball doesn't figure their there's shit no out. There's no baseball. Baseball's not they, happening. Figure your shit out. Well, they're, they're, they're apparently getting things real close tonight. We'll see. Too short. Okay.
And then tomorrow it's going to be like the sides are so far apart. Um, also, Pat McAfee is wrestling at WrestleMania. Also, uh, if you want to talk about wrestling, by the way, Greg, if you want to talk about no, class, people, if you want to talk about class, people are bringing in, and, and then you drop a zip them up. Get the fuck out of here. All right. Again, that was another episode of Pardon the Punctuation. Let's go. I'm Aaron Smith for Chad Brando, for Jeff Howell, for Ed Mayhall. That was another episode of PTP. We out. What?